I love video games so much. I'm pretty fond of this podcast, too. They're fun. This is fun. Video games are fun. Well, not all games. Echo the Dolphin's not really that fun, but most games are fun. You know what isn't fun? Buying razor blades. And my friends over at Harry's agree. And that's why they started their company. And I don't understand why anybody would buy razors from anyone else. I'm super serial. Hit up harrys.com slash RTG and pick up a $3 trial set to find out for yourself why I'm so damn serial about this. Harry's makes the best razor blades out there and they ship them right to your front door. I don't think I'm allowed to lie in these, but I'm not anyways. I've been using Harry's for years and I've never considered going anywhere else. The blades come in this awesome little container that's easy to travel with and keeps them sharp and clean and the razor handle doesn't look like a piece of plastic out of cyberpunk. Those handles are great for high school kids with peach fuzz but you're a man now. Shave like one. And it's not just the blades. Looking good is great but smelling good is just as important. Harry's has skin softening body wash with scents like stone, wildlands, and redwood. I don't want to smell like plastic. I want to smell like a man. They have awesome smelling deodorant for $5, hair products, grooming supplies, everything you need to go from a five to a nine. Well, like an eight, and we don't want to overpromise. Well, like an eight, at least. Harry's offers subscriptions so you can get your blades and supplies when you need them, and you can feel free to cancel at any time, but you won't want to, I promise. Listen to me. Harry's is legit. Getting ripped off isn't funny. Switch to Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just three bucks at harrys.com slash RTG. That's harrys.com slash RTG for a $3 trial set. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Remember the Game. It is my retro gaming podcast where every week a buddy of mine and I sit down and we geek out about the games we played back in the day. My name is Adam Blank. Thank you so much for listening to the show. And this week it is episode 260. And I'm knocking not only another game off the backlog from hell, but also slowly, 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 slowly catching up on the Patreon poll winners that are lined up in the queue, and we are talking Turok Dinosaur Hunter this week. Uh, This won our Nintendo 64 Patreon poll back in May, so that shows you how behind I am. In case you're wondering, Silent Hill won the PS1 poll in June, and Wario Land 4 just won the GBA poll in July. So those are coming uh, later this month for August. We'll be running a PS2 game poll for our patrons to decide what you know future episode of the show it wins the game wins wins the poll i play the game i talk about it you understand the system by now but this week it's all about turok and i did not play this game at all back in the 90s back in the nintendo 64's days but i i certainly knew about it some of my friends played it i used to see it in magazines i feel like there were tv commercials and like it was advertised fucking everywhere I feel like it's just one of those Nintendo 64 games everybody at least knows of, Turok Dinosaur Hunter. And I don't know why I never played it either. Like, I like dinosaurs. Turok seems like a cool guy. Apparently, that's not his name. I just found that out. Uh, I don't know. Uh, So I was looking forward to finally firing it up. I went out and bought myself a physical copy for the Nintendo 64 to play it in the original format and everything. And then I fired it up only to find out it's one of those goddamn 64 games you couldn't save on the cartridge. You had to have a memory pack. Fucking... Ooh, I hate Nintendo 64 memory packs. I do not have 
a Nintendo 64 memory pack. So I decided to just pick up the remaster of Turok on my Xbox Series X, which is where I played most of it. But I did fire up the 64 version just to see how it looked and how it controlled back in the day and everything. And uh, and I have a lot to say about this game. I, I, I feel like this episode really felt like an old episode of Remember the Game. And what I mean by that is like we're 260 episodes in and I've talked about this. The simple fact is we are slowly running out of games that I played like crazy as a child that I could just talk about without replaying it. So more and more episodes lately are me trying games for the first time and talking about them, which by and large people seem to be okay with, which is a good thing because that's kind of my only fucking choice. Um, but this one was interesting because first of all, when Tyler, my guest this week is my buddy Tyler, when we started talking about it, we both like he was working off memory and I was really trying to think about what it would have been like to play this game on the 64 because I got to tell you like sure the Xbox version runs at like 60 frames or something like that and the graphics look good and the controls are great with the dual analog and everything. But despite all that, I actually think I was having more fun playing it on the Nintendo 64. It just feels for better and for worse. It just feels like a Nintendo 64 game. And you're going to know what that means in a few minutes when we get into the show. But uh, very interesting title, man. The more I played of Turok, the more I kind of didn't like it. I didn't hate it. I don't think it's a bad game, but there's some aspects of, of it that keep it off my favorite Nintendo 64 games list. Um, it starts out awesome, but then fighting the, the same enemies over and over and going through these massive levels... Just looking for keys. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's fucking tough as shit, too. Uh, I'll, I'll warn you right now. Like I couldn't beat it. This game fucked me up. It got hard. So, uh, Like I said, my guest this week is one of our more popular regulars, my buddy Tyler. Um, and it's funny. I don't know why, but as soon as I started playing Turok, I was like, this is a Tyler game. I messaged him, and he was all about it. All about talking the hunting of dinosaurs and looking for fucking keys. So that's exactly what we're going to do. Um... Those fucking keys. I can't believe how big some of these levels are. Anyways, we'll get there in just a minute because speaking of not being able to believe how big something is, it's time for another edition. <laughs> how big it is. It's time for another edition of the Remember the Game Infamous intro. <laughs> if you're new to the podcast, welcome aboard. Consider this your warning. Our intros are about a half hour long, but they're fun. Don't just skip. We talk video games and stuff. It's not, it's not just me. Well, I mean, it's a lot of me just kind of sucking my own dick, but we do talk video games and shit. And it's way fewer enemies than in Turok as well. Uh, if you do want to skip it, I'm not going to make you listen to it listening for keys. Go to about the 30-minute mark of this episode. You should be pretty close to Turok talk. Uh, I have to do my plugs. It's how we keep the bills on. Give me five minutes. We are, First of all, this is really important. We're running a summer sale. We launched some new merchandise to celebrate the fifth anniversary of the show and everything. And uh, until the end of August, you can save 20% on your Remember the Game merch by using the code RTG5 at RememberTheGamePodcast.com. All of our merch was designed by my man Joe from 4545 Creative. He's a beast. I appreciate him. And of course, if you don't like close, you can always just support us on Patreon. Uh, our subscriptions start at $3 a month now, not two. They are they are $3, but you're getting yourself a smoking, smoking number of con amount of content. For your subscription because we offer up to four extra podcasts a week. Every Monday, it's Purple Monkey Dishwasher, our Simpsons podcast, hosted by myself and old former Hall of Famer Mark McHugh. Every Tuesday, it's The Rambling Idiot. I'll talk comedy, TV, movies, sports, whatever I feel like talking about. Every Friday, it's Game Patch, which I look at where I look at all the, the biggest news in modern video games and I sprinkle in my 
opinions and some sales picks and new releases and all that good stuff. And Expansion Pass drops every Thursday, and that's a different gaming show each week. There's rankings, looking back at characters, consoles, genres. There's some comedy episodes. There's a ton of modern game reviews. This past week, it was Expansion Pass 172. And on the heels of a nail-biter finish in July's Patreon poll, I decided to go back through every Patreon poll we've ever done, which began in March of 2020. And I go through which games were on the poll, what won the poll, what I was hoping would win the poll, and of all the games that lost, which ones have a better uh, have a chance at getting on the show someday and which ones am I like, I never want to play that. So it actually, I wasn't sure how it would go over, but people seem to really enjoy it. And as is becoming tradition, here is a sneak peek of last week's episode of Expansion Pass, looking back on three-plus years of Patreon polls. September of 2020. Oh my god, so many classic games. Sonic Adventure was one of the nominees. Batman for the NES. Metroid Fusion for the GBA. Tecmo Super Bowl for the Super Nintendo. Parappa the Rappa. For the PS1 and Sonic Spinball got in again. At this point, I was basically taking games that y'all had suggested. Games y'all wanted to see on the on the show. And so a couple of them are already getting repeats because we had a much smaller audience back then. And shout out to you OGs. And they were the ones suggesting the same games over and over. The games they were after. Uh, of these six, admittedly, I was cheering for Metroid Fusion or Parappa the Rappa. And Metroid Fusion won. Won that poll. So you guys nailed that one. Good job. I And I fucking loved Metroid Fusion, by the way. That game was awesome. Uh, since then, we've covered Sonic Adventure. I really like that game. We've, we've covered Metroid Fusion because it won. We covered Parappa the Rappa. I liked it. I think it'd be much more enjoyable on the original hardware with an old TV where the, the lag and shit is more timed. But I thought it was a really cool game. Um, of the Oh, we've covered Batman from the NES. Yeah. So the only two from this one we haven't covered are Tecmo Super Bowl and Sonic Spinball. I'll probably do Tecmo Super Bowl someday. I already explained. Chances are I'm never going to touch Sonic Spinball. So that's now available in our archives. And this week it's Expansion Pass 173. And I'm going to go with the topic that's been asked for for months now. I'm a pretty big Mega Man fan, as I'm sure most of you know. And so this week I'm going to attempt to rank every Robot Master from Mega Man 1 through 11. From my least favorite to my favorite. If my math is right... That's eight Robot Masters for 10 games and then six in Mega Man 1, which makes 86. So if you're a Mega Man fan, that should be a really fun episode. Uh, again, subscriptions start at $3 a month to get new podcasts every week, instant access to literally hundreds of archived ad-free bonus podcasts, plus access to our Remember the Game Discord, the chance to vote in our Patreon poll every month, the ability to submit comments be read on our shows. You can DM with me and you even get a shout-out and get to hear me mispronounce your name like I'm about to do to most of these people. A huge thank you to our newest patrons. Goat Meal, Matthew Boyce, Nick Finnegan, Rowers, Finchy Finchy Finch Finch, Jonathan Silva, Ryan O'Malley 13, Illusions, Knox, Ollie Townsend, Toby Op, Casey Wallace, Chris, that's fake, Scotty McGee, Alex McIntyre, Kane Zilla. I hope that's to do with Kane the wrestler. That's sweet. N Zero of Man Not Machine, Idahoju. Outstanding. Tyler Getting Young, Herbert Powell, who I will now only refer to as Unky Herb. Coach Huzz, who I will now only refer to as Coach. Otter Slaughter, who I will. That's. I don't. I don't want to slaughter the otters. Like you can throw at shit at them. You don't slaughter them. Catherine. 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 Catherine C. Gremmy. A. 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 Same. Fuck that one up. TJ Schnitzel, Kenny Wilson, Maticus Mars, and Daniel 
Guzoro. I'm sure I fucked a lot of those up. But thank you so much for the support and welcome to Remember the Game Industries, patreon.com slash remember the game. And to wrap up the sales pitch, don't forget 5% of our income is getting donated to the Stollery Children's Hospital as part of my 24-hour stream. And we offer annual subscriptions at all tiers that will save you your 12th month fees. And finally, you can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash remember the game whenever I feel like getting on there. Come by and say hi. It's good times. That's enough blowing myself. Let's blow some of you by blowing in some cartridges. It is our opening segment on the show. I read a few comments and questions from our patrons, usually gaming related, but not always. And we call this segment Blowing in the Cartridge. He blows all right. He blows big time. That's it, honey. Get into the spirit. Let's blow our first blower this week is Matt, who said, What's up, Adam? How do you feel about completing games and collecting all trophies achievements? I'm a new father now, and I don't have time to keep up on online gaming anymore because of the need to just drop the game immediately to help out with my son. Congratulations, by the way. Uh, however, I now discovered a rush from trying to unlock the platinum trophies from completing games. God of War Ragnarok, Spider-Man, and Ghost of Tsushima were amazing experiences and did not feel like a grind or chore to do. I've invested so much into those games, I might as well go for the platinum and test my skill. I don't know if you invest in on it all or see the fascination with any of it uh any of you hot dogs got a collection going up or going on hit me up on the psn at mesmorizer i like that handle uh no uh, truth be told i've been asked this before i i think trophies and achievements are awesome i've been pulling for nintendo to add a trophies achievements list for years like i don't know add a sticker book and you get stickers like in 3d world i because because the thing is like a mario odyssey a mario kart 8 like those are games that i think i would go for a platinum or whatever you want to call them in. But on Xbox and PlayStation, well, I think the system is cool. It's incredibly rare. I don't think... No, I have one platinum trophy. I think it's Sly Cooper. And I didn't intend to get it. I got lucky. And then on Xbox, I think I've 100%ed two games. Cyber Shadow and Nobody Saves the World. Only because I absolutely fell in love with them. Uh... I think they're great, but they're just not something I, I I feel like I need to move on to the next game, you know, especially with the podcast now. So I don't really go after them, but I'm I'm a big fan. I, I think it's a great concept, a great system. And uh, again, I, I think Nintendo is really missing out by not offering them in their games. So fuck yeah, go, go trophies. I, I, I appreciate you trophy achievement hunters. I like it. Interesting world you live in. Uh, Gary Zielinski said, We need a new Mega Man game. I really want an X9 next, made in the Super Nintendo graphics style. If Mega Man 9 rolled off with going back to retro polished NES graphics, I think X9 should follow suit and do a polished SNES graphics style. Uh, I agree. Listen, I just want anything Mega Man at this point. I'd be fine with any of it. And when they announced Mega Man 11, I was like, ah, it looks cool. But I did kind of, I thought Mega Man 9 and 10 were spectacular. And it was so dope to see them go back to the 8-bit NES graphics. So that was what I wanted them to do. But then Mega Man 11 turned out to be really, really good. I think it's a top five Mega Man game. I think it's awesome. So that said, I agree with you, Gary. I, I If I could pick anything for the next Mega Man project, it would either be like a brand new Metroidvania huge fucking awesome 2d side scrolling game or it would be x9 and it would be just like a classic mega man game but in that super nintendo art style or or maybe i do mega man generations or something and have old school mega man and mega man x like communicating from the past to the future fighting like fucking wow my god how sick would that be oh my god that'd be so awesome they could maybe like travel through time and maybe mega man x goes back to like the original mega man series and fights like cut man and stuff and mega man ends up in the future and has to fight some of the mavericks that that'd be fuck that's what i want that'd be sick but I agree. I'd be fine with just X9 in Super Nintendo graphics. Just something, Mega Man, please. Please, something. 
JD Roberts said, Hey Adam, what NES games that you haven't played yet do you most want to play for the podcast? Uh, there's a few, but like of games that I've never played, I think Kid Icarus is number one. That's probably the biggest hole in my NES resume. Like there's lots of NES games I'd still like to get to. Um, but I, yeah, I think Kid Icarus is honestly, it's, I've always felt Act Razor is the biggest hole in my Super Nintendo resume. And Kid Icarus is probably my biggest hole in my NES resume. Now that I've played Metroid on the NES, it's probably Kid Icarus. And I will play it. Mark my fucking words. I will play that game eventually. Uh, Mike Kles Klesmith. I hope I said that right. Mike Klesmith. Klesmith. Said, hey, Adam, the fantasy football season is rapidly approaching. What is the name of your fantasy football team this year? Uh, I have two. I'm actually playing with a bunch of the listeners in our Discord. Uh, I'm in two leagues over there. And in both leagues, my team's name is the Hoju's Heroes. Because I always name my character in game Hoju. So it's Hoju's Heroes. And then my avatar is Homer when he was coaching Bart's Pee Wee football team. Good. Oh, I love that episode. Flanders. Uh, Van Conig said, Dear Adam, just wondering what it would take for you to play Kingdom Hearts. I understand your logic behind not playing it. Personally, I love the game, but I know there's a very toxic fan base that will not stand for you or anyone insulting Kingdom Hearts. Just so you know, if you ever do review it, I am open to good and bad criticism and would love to hear your thoughts on it. Thank you, Van Conning. I appreciate that. Kingdom Hearts is an interesting... I'm touching on this because I know we've had some new listeners come in lately, and there is just not a game I get asked for more than Kingdom Hearts. And I have infamously said many times... It is, uh, it is on my no-fly list. I don't think it's ever going to get an episode. And I have had people offer to pay pretty reasonable, like, well, unreasonable, like, pretty pretty crazy amounts of money, like, to come on the show and talk Kingdom Hearts. Uh, I just, I genuinely don't think, I'll, I'm never say never. Maybe there's a chance someday down the road. But I just, I'm leaning toward just never covering it because I don't see anything good coming from that episode. I appreciate what you're saying that you're open to good or bad criticism. Not everybody is. And I've learned that over five years of doing this show. And there's been a couple of games that I didn't really want to play. And then I played them for the show. I didn't like them. And then everybody got mad at me for not liking them. And I don't love JRPGs and I don't love Disney. And I don't see anything about kingdom hearts. That's going to change my mind on either of those. And I just don't think anything good comes from me playing a game I have no interest in and then reviewing it and telling everybody why I didn't like it just to be poo-pooed on by people who are like, I love Kingdom Hearts and you're an ass. So instead of doing that, I'm like, I'm just going to y'all stay over there and play your Kingdom Hearts and I'll stay over here and play my Tetris. And we're just going to stay out of each other's way. So yeah, uh, truth be told, Van Conning, I don't. Never say never, but as of this moment, as of August 8th, 2023, I don't think there's anything that anyone could do to get me to play and review Kingdom Hearts. I'm just, I don't want to get in an argument with all the Kingdom Hearts fans, so I'm just going to stay, you know, I don't want to kick the hornet's nest. So I'll just stay away from the hornets altogether and go over here and play with these badgers instead. Uh, where was he? Just car pranks said, Hey Adam, I'm curious why you didn't and don't watch movies that much. Cause I'm the same way. I always get the, what you haven't seen insert movie here all the time. What is it that drove us to games instead of movies? For me, I would say being able to control the narrative was a much more engaging experience for me. As a kid, I'd be bored most of the time with movies and would hardly participate in family movie time. Also, my competitive nature would kick in and I would just much rather crush a high score or power through a difficult area in a game. Having the controls at my fingertips and showcasing slash exercising my skills was always more appealing than watching movies. 
Uh, I don't know why I don't watch. Like, for what it's worth, if you listen to The Rambling Idiot, I've been reviewing movies left and right, and I, I've really been on a... I'm, I'm really finally watching movies that I missed as a kid. But yeah, I get shit all the time. I Until the last three years, I'd never seen anything Terminator, anything Predator, anything Alien. I'd never seen any of the Star Wars movies. I hadn't... Like, I, I'm, I'm slowly catching up and watching movies and, and actually quite enjoying it. As far as your question, I don't know. I think it's just when I was a kid, my folks weren't really into movies either. Uh, they weren't really big TV people. They weren't gamers. They weren't gamers, but they weren't really movie folk either. Like they were just, you know, my dad was really outdoorsy. My mom was pretty creative. She liked to paint and stuff. And uh, I don't know. I just grew up in a house where nobody was really all that. Like I had movies I watched over and over like Ghostbusters and Ninja Turtles and stuff. But I just, I don't know. I was raised in a house where movies just didn't really matter. So it's, I, I will say though, it's been nice. I feel like I sat on this treasure trove of art for like 37, 38 years. And now as I'm coming up on 40, I'm catching up on all these movies from the seventies, eighties and nineties that I missed and I'm fucking loving it. So I feel like it, it paid off. It was worth it. But I, I think that's all I come down to. I just was raised in a house where nobody really watched, really watched movies. So yeah, cause I get yelled at all the time. It's crazy. People act like you've like shit on their mom's head. When you tell them you haven't seen a movie they like, it's fucking wild. But I feel that way when someone's like, I never played Super Mario World. I just want to smack them in the face. So I get it. Uh, Austin Wright said, hey, Adam, been listening for about a year, but a newer Patreon subscriber. Thank you. I was wondering what your thoughts are, uh, what your thoughts on why there aren't more games based on books are. There's some really great ones like the Metro series and, of course, The Witcher. But there isn't an extensive list of these like other forms of media seem to have. Just curious if you had any thoughts. Thanks and have a great week. Why aren't there more games based on books? I That's a great... Okay, so I understand that maybe in 2023 things have changed. Could it be that just like, at least back in the day... Okay, so here's what I think. I think back in like the 80s and the 90s, games were geared toward children. Primarily they were geared toward children. And children weren't reading big novels and shit like that, right? Like we were reading choose your own adventure books and goosebumps and oh, I love goosebumps and stuff like that. But movies and TV shows kids were watching. So we we're like, well, let's cash in on these big IPs. I, again, I may be talking completely out of my ass, but if you were to look at like TV, music, movies, books, I would assume books are a smaller portion of the pie than those ones, than the other ones. So maybe they're like, you know, people have watched a, couple episodes of a big TV series and seen commercials for it. People have watched a 90 minute movie. We can make a game to cash in on that. Not everybody sat down and read, you know, it or, or in Cujo or what insert fucking book here. So I don't know. That's interesting. I, I hadn't really thought about that. Um, I mean, I, I love Dean Koontz, but I don't know if, how many of his books would make good. <laughs> like a Dean Koontz, the video game. I, I don't know that I'd probably be interested, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That's tough. I think uh, that's a very that's that's an interesting concept. I don't know because I love to read, but I that said, like I love to read. I can't think of too many books I've read where I'm like, I wish this was a video game. Do you know what I'm saying? I don't know. I don't know. It's interesting. Interesting take. Uh, Namaste, home with my dog. Said, hey Adam, when uh, there's my voice crack. Hey Adam, when playing on original hardware, say the SNES or the Nintendo 64, do you use a CRT TV or some kind of scaler for your modern TV? Uh, yeah, I use um. So I have a, an OG Nintendo, uh, Nintendo, Super Nintendo, Nintendo 64, GameCube, PS2, and backwards compatible PS3 all hooked up in my office. And they all go uh, into this 
weird little it's called a I got it off Amazon. I'm looking at it right now. It's a little white adapter. A Gana Mini AV2 HDMI converter thingy. And so the red, white, yellow, I don't know the tech terms. The red, white, yellow cables from the consoles go into that thing. And then the HDMI comes out on the other side. And then that just goes into my uh, my capture card and then onto my, my monitor. And the image quality isn't perfect, but it's definitely playable. It's not bad. I would like to get our CRT TV to hook these up to at some point. I just don't have room for a CRT tv in my office because those things are bigger than my fucking office but yeah I, I i just have like an adapter and i hook them up but it works pretty good i've been happy with it uh finally before we move on it's letter time it's letter time nick finnegan said hi adam i first found your podcast toward the end of the lockdown here in the uk and you've been my main source of listening content for the past year i'm currently on episode 143 and i forgive you for the Star Fox 64 episode which cutting into nick's comment Star Fox 64 is a prime example of why i'm scared to review kingdom hearts because I didn't really like Star Fox 64 and I took a lot of heat for it. So I was like, I'm just not going to review really popular things that I don't like anymore. That way everybody doesn't get mad at me. Uh, back to Nick's comment. I'm averaging three episodes a week at the moment, so if this message is read out, I'll hear it in April 2024. Well, I hope you hear this someday, Nick. Uh, with the rumors of the next Nintendo console doing the rounds at the moment, I thought it might be fun for you to predict what Nintendo IP or game is going to launch the console, and by April of 2024, if the rumors are true, we should have more information on it, and I'll let you know if you were right. With Pokemon and The Legend of Zelda coming in the past year, I think it'll be a Mario game, but I'd love it to be something different than a platformer, maybe Mario Kart 9? Thanks for all the hard work. You've created an amazing thing here. Thank you, Nick. Uh, yeah, I, I genuinely think, I think a Mario Odyssey 2 or the next Mario game makes sense because we haven't gotten a sequel to Mario Odyssey yet. And I know they're working on it, but I'll officially put my chips in the middle now and say, I think the next, the, the big launch title for the next Nintendo system will be Mario Kart 9. Uh, we never got a new Mario Kart this generation. We just got a port of the Wii U one, which is awesome. The best Mario Kart ever full of additional tracks. Uh, and it's the best-selling game on the Switch by a 1,000 miles. So I think if you're Nintendo, you look at it, and you're like, that's the one that'll move more systems. Mario Kart 8 sold substantially more copies than Mario Odyssey. So while I want a new Mario platformer, and I think we'll get one soon, maybe it launches with both. But I, I think that's where my money is. Mario Kart 9 will be the premier launch title for the next Nintendo system. I'm locking that shit in as of August 8th, 2023. All right, we need to move on. We still have segments to get to. Thank you, Nick. Thank you, everybody. Let's get to our Smash It segment. We're going to go fast. The official game show of Remember the Game Industries. It is Play One, Remake One, Erase One. And a huge thank you to Classic Concentration from the NES for unknowingly providing us with the theme music for the show. The rules are simple. Every week I give our patrons three retro video games. They can play one as it was released, remake one as a modern game, the third is erased from time forever. And as always, there are no wrong answers, but there is a right one. We'll get there in just a minute. This week, since we're talking Turok Dinosaur Hunter, I went with three other games with dinosaurs in them. We got Dino Crisis from the PS1, Primal Rage from Everything, and Jurassic Park. I went with the Super Nintendo version, but it's subjective, whatever you want. And it was a dead heat between two options. Both options remade Dino Crisis, but one played Primal Rage and erased Jurassic Park, and then the other was obviously the opposite. And playing Primal Rage, remake Dino Crisis, erase Jurassic Park, squeaked out the wind. So let me see what a few of you had to say here, then I'll tell you what the right answer was. Joe Evans said, play Dino Crisis, because I never have and I've heard good things. Remake Jurassic Park, because it's one of my favorite franchises of all time and i'd love to give it another shot it was too difficult for me as a kid and erase primal rage well i did play this game and enjoyed it in the past i'm not a huge fighting game fan these days and there are better fighting games if i want to jump back into the genre 
Uh, that's sound logic. That's not the order I would go in, but that's sound logic. I do think there's a lot of fighting games. I think I think a new Primal Rage would struggle today. Maybe I'm wrong, but I just like with Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat and Tekken and King of Fighters, and I think it'd, you'd be tough to break in a new fighting game like that. Uh, and you should play Dino Crisis, Joe Evans, because it's awesome. Uh, Tone Tonio said, uh, "Where was I here?" I would play Dino Crisis. I remember being a kid and trying to play this game on PS1 and it being hard as hell. Now I'm an adult. I'd like to cross it off my list. And let's be honest, the girl on the cover was hot for a PS1 game. There's our generation. Ah, fuck. She's, yeah, she's cool. I like her. That game's awesome. It's worth playing. Uh, I would remake Primal Rage. I know we have enough 2D fighters out there, but this game was a nostalgic favorite as a kid. And I would erase Jurassic Park. This was a very fun Genesis game, but we have enough Jurassic Park lore out there. I don't know. I... I don't think you can ever have too much Jurassic Park lore. Also, like, why are... It's, like, and I'm not dunking on you, but, like, the the main... I can't remember her name now, but the protagonist from Dino Crisis, Lara Croft from Tomb Raider. Like, they're clearly... Like, it's so funny the games from that generation were played to us, you know, but it's, like, with the sex appeal. But it's funny now because it's, like, they're all just made of blocks. Like, it's, it's, like we're playing Turok, and this dude is, like, is, he's, like, 0% body fat. He's jacked as fuck, but he's made of blocks. Anyways... Uh, River City Reconator, Reconator, I hope I said that right, said, finally an easy one. I've never played Primal Rage, but I was a huge Mortal Kombat fan at the time, so I need to play to see how it measures up. I'll remake Dino Crisis. I played this one on release, and while I remember liking it, I can recall absolutely nothing about the gamer's story, so I think I genuinely enjoy rediscovering it as a remake, and I had a race Jurassic Park. I own this and played the crap out of it because I was a kid and the game was about dinosaurs, but I never beat it, and if I'm being honest, even as a kid, I thought it was pretty lame. Though it was fun to free feed Grant to the T-Rex. What? I'm going to have to try this game. You could feed Grant to the T-Rex. Is Dennis Nedry in it? Can you feed? Uh, 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 you shouldn't. You didn't say the magic word. I got to try this game. And Buttery Paul said, play Jurassic Park. Well, heavily flawed. The first person aspect was a cool feature for the time and it felt fresh. I also never got to spend much time with it. So I owe it that. Remake Dino Crisis. After the runaway success of the Resident Evil remakes, I really don't know what we have to do to convince Capcom that the time is fucking now to give us what we want. Scary dinosaur death seeds. Finally, I have to erase Primal Rage. Never cared much for this one. And my early days playing fighting games always consisted of Street Fighter 2 and Mortal Kombat. I really don't think this added much to the genre and we'd not be missed by many in the fighting game community. I actually agree with your logic, Buttery Paul. I'm going with the runner-up this week, uh, as did Buttery Paul, as did Idahoju, who said play Jurassic Park because I rented it a few times as a kid and I was way too dumb to figure it out. Plus, the SNES graphics look great. Remake Dino Crisis like Resident Evil 2, 3, 4. For God's sake, we need it. And finally, Erase Primal Rage. Fighting games are a dime a dozen and those damn dinosaurs ate too many of my quarters as a kid. First time playing play by the rules thank you for playing by the rules idaho you uh that's exactly what i would do i played jurassic park because i love the movie i love the book and i want to play the game i would remake dino crisis because i agree with all of you that game in the resident evil 2 remake engine would be fucking insane and it needs to happen capcom and then i'd erase primal rage because i actually think it looks pretty cool but i have enough rage as it is and it's another fighting game and i suck at fighting games so there you go. Thank you, everybody that played along as always. Uh, let me hear. Let's let's have a quick word from our sponsor. I'll tell you what I've been playing and we'll get into the Turok talk. Here we go. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Look, we all need somebody, your spouse, your friends, your family. Lean on me when you're not strong. I hope my singing 
didn't ruin your day. But the point is, we all need relationships. And unfortunately, they're not always easy. They take work. My substantially better half and I have put more work into our relationship than just about anything I've ever touched. And that's how she's been able to stand me for so long. It's give and take. And therapy can be a great way to help balance the taking with the giving. I've been beating this drum for a while and I will continue to beat. Talking to a therapist is one of the best decisions I've ever made. It's almost like a massage for your mind. My therapist has helped me be a better partner, friend, and person. And honestly, sometimes they've just been a great ear to bend when I need to vent about the stress in my life. And therapy can help anyone. You don't have to have been through some crazy trauma to reap the benefits of talking to somebody. If any of this is getting through and you're thinking about giving therapy a shot, consider better help. I've used them myself, and they're legit when they say they make therapy as convenient and accommodating as possible. Fill out a short questionnaire, and they'll match you with a licensed therapist that suits your needs, and you schedule appointments around your schedule. And all of your sessions are done online or over the phone, so you can squeeze in a mind massage when it works best for you. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit BetterHelp.com slash RememberTheGame today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash RememberTheGame. All right, what have I been playing over the last week? It's pretty basic. It's the same shit as the week before. I've been playing Turok Dinosaur Hunter. I've been playing Final Fantasy 16, still loving it. I need to find more time to finish that game because I'm really enjoying it. And I'm still playing Final Fantasy 6, the Pixel Remaster version. Uh, an episode on that game is coming up. A, re a, a second episode on that game is coming up in the next uh, few weeks. So hold on to your butts. But that's that's really it. Uh, let's talk Turok. That's why you're here. As always, I'd like to let you nerds sound off on the game we're covering before my guest and I hog the microphone. We got a lot of comments this week. So let's rip through a few of them here. Spiro the Hero said, I've owned four Turok games and I couldn't tell you the story from any of them. Five-year-old me was just like, I'm here for the dinosaurs and the ironically futuristic weapons. Five-year-old you did not say ironically futuristic. Well, maybe, I don't know, maybe kids did, maybe I was just slow, maybe kids did do that. Uh, the last boss in the original Turok kind of scared me as a kid, but that was short-lived. They need to bring this series back and emphasize the dinosaurs being in the game. The 360 Turok was really lacking dinos. It's funny, Tyler and I will get into this in the show in a minute, but every time I streamed the original Turok while I was playing it, somebody would come into the chat and tell me to play one of the other ones instead, but nobody seemed to be able to agree on which one it is that I should play. I find that quite fascinating. Uh, Chet Hartha said this game. I remember playing it alongside Goldeneye when I was 12. By comparison, Turok definitely seemed less polished. I loved running around, using the weapons, killing raptors, picking up triangles, great sound, and drinking those delicious level keys. But the fog, platforming, and level layouts, Sideshow Bob, ugh. Can't say it's a bad game. If you like it, the sequel is better. Yeah, I don't think it's bad. I don't know if it's great, but it's not bad. It's a very, like slightly above average game as you're gonna hear that's my you'll hear this in a that's my opinion slugger said i remember getting this for my birthday way back when it came out still have the original copy my dad got me spent so much time playing it you putting this out on august 9th so many years later just thrills me to no end sure the controls and graphics suck by today's standards but the sentimental value of it makes this one of the sickest games i've ever played first of all happy birthday slugger second of all nostalgia is a powerful drug i understand that that's why Barbers of Space Mutants, man, that's always the game I go to. I don't think it's good, but I love it because I got it as a kid. I love The Simpsons, and I played the shit out of it. So I understand. I get it. I get it. 
Uh, high scores, high stakes podcast said, I loved Turok back in the day, but when I went back fairly recently, I realized it is aged like milk, bad controls, graphics, and level design. We have come a long way since this, and thank goodness for that. Turok will have a place in my heart forever, but I don't want to play it again. And uh, well said. And Donkey Schlong said, I remember when dual analog controllers came out and it was such a mind fuck trying to wrap my hand, my head around, my brain around how to move. I'm having trouble wrapping my head around how to read. That was my experience every time I tried to play Turok. Basically, the C buttons acted as one of those analog sticks and goddamn, I could not for the life of me get used to it. The game looked cool, but my 12-year-old self just didn't give it a chance because it was easier to play other games on the 64. I'm curious to hear this review as I may just finally give it that chance. Yeah, the controls are fucky, Donkey Schlong. But I, there's something charming to me about that. And it's time. Let's get into it. I want to tell you why these controls don't bother me as much as they should. I am going to cue up some music, which isn't very good, by the way. But I'm going to cue up some music. And when it stops, my boy Tyler and I are going to talk about Turok Dinosaur Hunter, which originally released on the Nintendo 64 in North America on March 4th of 1997. Enjoy the podcast, everybody. Let's go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, and everybody in between dinosaurs, maybe people that just hang out with dinosaurs with laser guns for some fucking reason. Whoever's listening to this, uh, this week we are talking Turok Dinosaur Hunter, as I'm sure I said during the intro and everything. And joining me this week to talk Turok Dinosaur Hunter via the blank phone is the the hunter to my Turok, and that is my buddy Tyler. How's it? You seem like a hunter. Are you hunter? No, I I live on a farm, so I've shot a few things, but I yeah. don't really like. I'm a if I got into hunting, like I'm a very good shot. I like shooting clay pigeons. I like shooting golf balls off of strings with my twenty two. Yeah, I was thinking like you Can, shoot stuff. You're a, yeah, like in that that literally is like isn't that nine tenths of the hunting game? No, that's about two two tenths of the hunting game, like oh. a, a fifth of it. <laughs> What's the rest? What the, the fuck? It's uh once you shoot the animal, you have to skin it, carve oh, it up, and haul it out of the bush. Right. And this is where I'm not a hunter. I'm I so got lazy. I got it. Oh, you mean I have to oh, that's a thousand pounds of meat that I have to haul out? Nope. <laughs> so how does <laughs> And I don't does... <laughs> and I don't like sport hunting. I'm not, you know. I got it. I, I was gonna say, how does Tyler hunt? He just goes into the bush and shoots shit and leaves it there. He doesn't even doesn't even take pictures. He just takes shoot. I fucking I gotta say, yeah. like I'm not throwing shade at, at anyone out there that hunts. I just I've never uh, I've never fired a gun in my life, and I don't really have any interest. I'm not anti-gun. If somebody wants to have a gun, like my my folks are big shooters. I'm like, yeah, I have a gun. That's I've never shot a gun. I shot a BB gun a couple of times, and was warned against that because of my eye. Uh, <laughs> you, you only have one to lose. Yeah, they're like you're you're playing you're playing with house. You know, like you, you're gambling the farm here, son. Be careful with that fucking. Thing. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, because uh, Christmas <laughs> if Christmas if, if Christmas movies have taught me anything, it's that a BB gun and an eye are a terrible combination. So, mm-hmm. anyways, uh, how you been, man? How's things? Uh, other than mangling my foot, good. Really oh good. yeah, yeah. You you fucking. Uh, that's what you get for going out to the bush and shooting animals. <laughs> that you barely don't do uh yeah. you fucking uh wrecked it wrecked your foot well then you know what no better way to help heal your foot back to prosperity than to stay off of it by just sitting in your house talking old video games with me that's perfect 
this is the, the dream this is really fate. yeah uh we're talking turok dinosaur hunter this week tyler i started playing this for the first time about two weeks ago and uh i have a lot oh, to you say never, you never played it as a kid i did not I did not. Oh. And now, <laughs> and before and before we get into any of it, let me just say, because I know people are going to be wondering, uh, I attempted to play the 64 version. I went out and bought a copy. I spent like 20 bucks. I bought a copy, a great cartridge, Nintendo 64, and then I fucking put it in my 64, picked up that damn controller that I hate so much, and I'm like, I'm going to play it the way it's meant to be played. The OG version, I turn it on, and right away, the game is like, hey, you don't have a memory pack. You can't save shit. Go fuck yourself. And so instantly, it just lost two points on the scoring scale that we're going to come up with later because I fucking hated it when the Nintendo 64 wouldn't let you save to the cartridge. I was like, that's the whole point of having cartridges. It's bullshit. <laughs> so anyway. Oh, absolutely. I don't really remember that, but... Uh, well, it's because you probably had a memory pack. Because we all did when we were kids. Because we had right. to. I had one I wonder, when I was little. Fuck. I wonder if it's because they grant they like jam packed this cartridge so full of information that you couldn't save to the cartridge. I don't. I don't think it's that full, but maybe, <laughs> maybe I don't know. <laughs> Either way, friend, rest assured, I was pissed off because then I have to make a decision: do I order a memory pack for my Nintendo sixty four that I'll never use again? Or do I pay another twenty dollars and just buy the remake on my Xbox, which is what I did. And so I, I, and that's where I wanted to start because I want to know. I'm assuming you grew up playing this game, but I want to just say I played this primarily on my Xbox, and then I went back and played the actual 64 version just to see how it compared. And like, it's kind of ugly on the 64. The fog, we'll get to all that. The controls, fuck me. But I gotta tell you, dude, despite the fog, despite the shitty controls. I genuinely think I liked it better on the 64 because it feels like a 64 game. Like it's just that era, you know? And that's, that's, it was designed to be a 64 game. It feels like GoldenEye, right? Except GoldenEye, GoldenEye feels like there's a story and progression. Whereas this feels like if you took the game mechanics of GoldenEye, but we're still developing games like Doom and Wolfenstein, like the beginnings of Doom and Wolfenstein. Yeah. Where yeah. it's a lot of wandering around the same textile environment, yeah, looking for stupid keys to unlock the next level. Yeah. There's not yeah. a lot of like, you know, Goldeneye, the video game, like the single player felt like the movie. Like it, I, it didn't look like the movie, but it sure. felt like the movie, especially when we were kids. Like I can't tell the movie and the game apart in my mind. Right. But no, I no, haven't I, gone back and played Goldeneye. So. Oh, it, I mean, it's like, it's still a timeless classic, but it controls like fucking steering a shopping cart with your balls but like it's it's but like it's 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 fine it's fine and you're right, right. I, I and i and i want to say you nailed it i wanted to make that compare this felt like doom with dinosaurs but also a little bit less fun yeah like i and just I mean, like it, doom it, better it, it yeah well doom is just a little more over the t- wow, this is pretty over the top too just doom oh, <laughs> doom it is pretty over the top it is, yeah. Uh, so, okay. So before we get into any of this, before we talk about this game or anything, I want to know, like, I like, so, cause I, I know a lot of people grew up playing this. I did yeah. not. I assume you grew up playing this. Like yeah, 64 definitely. version. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like in, what is it? Like 90, I want to say it came out in 96 like or 90, something. 97. Yeah, 97. I would guess. Yeah. So yeah. then did you, cause I, dude, I remember I never played this once. 
But like, if you were reading the gaming magazines and shit back then, this game was fucking everywhere. Like, I knew of Turok. I just never played it. Did you? Was oh, this I, just one of those ones your folks bought for you because they were like, Tyler likes dinosaurs and this will shut him up? Or like, did you ask? For, <laughs> <laughs> or, did, or did you ask for this game? Wow, that's weird. You nailed my parents' approach to uh, parenting. Wow. This will shut every, them up. I assume <laughs> that's how every parent looks at video games. Give them a backhand. Yeah. No, not every but parent. Like, Just parents but, from that era. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. But no, like, so did you want this growing up? Like, did you like, why yeah, Why did you I play did. this? I So I really liked GoldenEye. I looked at this, uh, Perfect Dark, GoldenEye, kind of in the same... I don't know, umbrella, uh, right. same era of shooters. Right. And I wasn't big on the PC yet. I just, just was kind of, if this was 96, 97, I was just starting to play on the PC. So like I would have at this era been pretty much only console. Okay. So this would have been the big shooter to get right. you know, in response to anything else on the 64. Sure. Um, so that's kind of what led me to it. I don't think I asked for it. I think I just got it for Christmas and I was like jacked though. Sure. And and that's like, and that's the thing about it. First of all, like, let me just, cause I know if I don't say this, people are going to write in and be like, what are you talking about? I think most people would agree. The definitive shooters on the 64 are golden eye and perfect dark. Like I think yeah, most oh yeah. would agree with that, but like I would, I would hear an argument that Turok is number three. I would say, especially from the critics point of view like yeah i i remember like the game did amazingly well i mean in, in that time i don't know what the numbers like it probably sold you know like i, I, I 60 mean it sold a million enough. copy 60 million copies or something like at that time you know ga- games didn't do like oh, we sold a billion copies of world uh right world well or it, whatever. i mean they sold an, i mean i don't know if they sell 60 like there's not that sell 60 million but like i'm sure it sold well because they made like eight of them or like three or four more or something. Because every time I yeah, turned yeah. on my stream to play it, people were coming by being like, don't play this one, play one of the other ones. So I'm yeah, like, okay, so had... clearly there was more. Because <laughs> I think there was uh, there was another one that I think was on the N64 and then one that was on like the PlayStation or yeah. Xbox or something. Yeah. And it was like Evolved, I think was one of them. I, I don't know. I can't remember what the second one was called, but like Evolved was, I think, the final one. I- uh, dude, I swear, every time I, I fucking turn this on to start playing it, I had somebody coming into the chat telling me why this one sucks, so I should play. But then they could never, it was never like the same. It was never like eight <laughs> people all being like, play Turok 2. It was like, play Turok 2. No, play Turok Seeds of Fuck, or whatever the fuck. The, I don't know what the fuck yeah. the games are called, but. I think uh, the last one's evolved. Okay. So like it made a franchise out of it. And I got to tell you, like, dude, where the fuck? So apparently this was a comic book. Yeah, that's is how that where started. this came from? Okay. Yeah. Uh, have you ever read any of the comic books? Uh the comic books are some of them are from the '60s. Like it's an oh. old, old comic book. No shit, really. So, so no, I haven't. Okay. I'm not. I'm not big into like the bronze, silver, and golden era of comic books. I'm into more contemporary stuff, like the '80s, the Frank Miller kind of era of stuff where it got gritty and comic books became sad. Hey, like when Venom <laughs> came into the world. Because Venom's uh, greatest, I I yeah. I, I don't is. know He's enough. One to, of the greatest, he is. Um, yeah, just, but but that's exact like that era where you know oh let's introduce an antihero who like bites people's heads off. That's when sure. I started getting into comics, or when okay. they were doing like the Alien versus Predator comics. I love those. Okay, because so, I th- this cause, this was like you know this comic was like your Conan the Barbarian era, like the artwork looks like an actual painting of two people. It doesn't look sure. like, you know, 
stylized like comic book stuff. Maybe there's some other ones, but I don't right. know. Okay. Because well, I mean, I, they, they rehash shit like that all the time. Yeah, I ask because like, <laughs> I, I, I fucking, <laughs> I have no, I gotta be, I, listen, before everybody yells at me, I, I'm just, I'm just putting my cards on the table. I have no fucking idea what is going on in this game. I'm some dude named Turok with 0% body fat. Pretty good looking cat. He's pretty jacked. And I get teleported into the woods and in these temples and in these woods, there are dinosaurs, but there are also men with laser guns and grenades running around. But there are also like people with like skeleton body paint, but then they're seemingly working with the people with the guns and yeah. all I have to do is go from room to room or er, level to level, try to find a few keys to open up future levels that are also full of dinosaurs and men with guns. I have no idea what the fuck is going on in this game. No fucking so, idea. So um, in the game, your Tal set, who is the Turok, which is like uh, a Native American time wait, traveling warrior. <laughs> but wait, his name isn't Turok? His name no, is what? It's, that's, that's his job title. Talsec. Oh. Or Talset or something like that. Okay, so Turok is a title. Oh. Yeah. The right. mantle of Turok is passed down every generation oh. to the eldest male. Got a it. Bit, a little bit sexist there, but whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, to protect the era. barrier between Earth and the Lost Land. So the idea is like you're in this... I don't know, dimensional pocket that doesn't exist w okay. within time. Perfect. And the dude, the main dude you're fighting, I can't remember his name, but he's after the Chrono Scepter, that like powerful weapon you get at the very end that you get three shots with and then it, oh, it's useless. I, I should, the, sorry to interrupt you. I did not finish this game. I tried. <laughs> okay. I, I at tried. The end, at the eighth level or whatever, at the end of the game, you get this stupid scepter that is like the big power weapon, but you only get to shoot it three times and then you have to fight this stupid, uh, I can't remember the dude's name. Some wonky robot, half robot, half skull guy. Okay. I can't even, he might even be like an alien. Cause like, from what I remember, it's a bunch of like goons, aliens, dinosaurs, like mutants, like it's yeah, just the, all over the place. The, yeah. There's no one, one theme to the villainy. This game, dude, this game feels like a fucking dream. And like, I not in the sense of like, oh, it's a dream come true. But in the sense, you know, when you have a dream, <laughs> <laughs> but like, I don't think it's that's like, such a backhanded compliment. <laughs> well, but it's true. Yeah, this, you just, uh, the setup is great too. It's like, oh man, that felt like a dream. Like not one of those, oh man, this is a dream. But one of those like, oh fuck, I'm stuck in a dream. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to say like, I'm not going as far as to say this game is like a nightmare. But it's not like, oh my god, this game's a dream come true. But it is one of those games where, like, you know, when you're having a dream and it's just random shit, you're like, you're riding a horse to work, and then all of a sudden, your old boss is there, but they're like an alien. Like that's what this game feels like. I'm like, oh, I just went through this teleporter. Oh, now I picked up this piece of the ancient weapon that I don't know what it is. Oh, now there's a man with a laser fighting a raptor in front of me while I have exploding arrows in my butt. And I was like, okay, sure. Like I fine, whatever. Fuck. But it just, and, and, and I don't want to make sure I make this clear. Like I'm not shitting on the game for not understanding it because like I grew up in the NES era as did you like, there's lots of games that I don't fucking understand. I'm not ripping it apart for that, but I'm just adding it in that like I fucked if I know what's going on in this game. Like, I guess it doesn't matter if you're having fun. It doesn't matter. No, but I, have no I mean, 
I mean, compared to today's shooters, like it just doesn't hold up. Uh, that's that's the problem. Like you wouldn't no. have if you, if you had fond memories of this game growing up, you'd play it for thirty minutes and be like, oh yeah, I remember this being the shit. Sure, it's not but, anymore. But 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 that and that like sorry, but like that's that's what I was trying to like. That's the point I was kind of trying to make when I was saying I almost enjoyed it more on the Nintendo sixty four, even with the shitty controls and the fog and everything, because I was like. You're right. Playing it on the Xbox with like 60 frames per second and the fancy, I was like, this is the worst shooter on the Xbox. But then I played the actual 64 version. And I'm like, this is a pretty good shooter for the 64. Like, I, you know what? Does that make sense? Because I agree with you. Like, yeah. I think it, it held up back then for sure. Like, I know a lot of people have fond memories of it. I get why. But well, especially by- like the comparison of it being like a Doom GoldenEye hybrid. I yeah. mean, those games were contemporary at the time. So, like, if, you know, that felt cool. Yeah. It just, like, your next shooter that came out, like, the next big shooter to come out would have probably been either Perfect Dark. I can't remember if Perfect Dark was out at this time yet, but either a Perfect Dark or then, like, you lead into Halo. Yeah. Right which away. is, like, and Halo leveled up. Yeah. No question. Yeah. yeah that, uh, that changed the game, right? That changed totally. how you know, the stories progress and everything like this is like a, there's no story in this. There's no like, no hey, master chief, not. you know, Hey, got whatever I said, his name was Caltech or whatever. Uh, yeah. I already you know, forgot. yeah. Hey, Turok. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Turok. Mr. Turok, you gotta, <laughs> yeah. you gotta save the, save the pocket dimension from whatever the big bad guy's name is. He had some stupid name, like campaigner or campaign camp. I was fucking I, I have, I yeah, I, I, I remember reading own. it in what yeah, I remember reading it in a comic and being like, what a bunch of bullshit. Right. Because like, I think when you bought the game, you got one of the comics. I for some it, reason I remember that it came with a comic or the, maybe the, the instruction the, manual. Yeah. Yeah. The manual had like a big instruction. it had a big comic at the end. I still have no I didn't I still don't know what's going on, but it did. Um Okay. But that said though, like, even though the game, in my opinion, makes no fucking sense. The first time I picked this game up and started playing it, I was on stream and I had people coming in and they're like, oh, I'm sorry you have to play Turok. And I was like, I don't understand why everyone's so, I was like, this is fun. Like, I'm like, I'm having a good time. I'm killing enemies. I'm running around, picking up keys. This is kind of cool. But then I, I, I tweeted out and like, I described this game like the B sharps. And for those of you that are, are Simpsons fans, you'll get this reference. Uh, when they named the B sharps, they were like, we need a name that sounds funny at first but it sounds less funny each time you hear it. And I was like, that's Turok. It was like, this is a game that's fun. It's, it's true. You're like, it's fun the first time you play it, but then it's less fun every time afterwards. And after five or six sessions, I was like, first of all, this game gets fucking hard. And second of it all, does. I was it does. And second of all, I was like, this is just, there literally is no depth other than, just running around and looking for these keys and these levels are so fucking big which again in, in the late 90s would have been kind of neat because you're like i gotta have my money's worth but i was like now i'm like this level could be a third of this size and be fine it's insane and, I, and there was no map right there's no like mini there's like a shitty like- it looks like playing asteroids or some shit like it's a weird little map you could bring it's useless you can bring it up on top, but it's fucking, I hated it. I hated the map. Okay, so there is somewhat of a map, because I remember Kinda. the levels, but I don't remember the map, and like, 
I don't. Yeah, know there's a little bit of one, but it's just like you go to these fucking levels, dude, and like, like, and you're like level three, and they're like, oh, there's there's three keys in this level, and I'm like, hot damn, I'll find those keys, and then I've been playing for thirty minutes exploring this level, and the enemies keep fucking respawning every eight seconds, and I'm like, I have not found a single key. And I, I get, listen, I love Doom. You love Doom. I know we all mock that like a big part of Doom was like, oh, go find the blue key card and bring it back to the blue door. But I was like, at least these levels are like a tenth of this fucking size so I can find the blue key. This is yeah. insane. I don't know. It pissed me off. No, I agree. And and like in the first level, you're looking for the keys for two levels. You're looking for two and That's three, right. world two and three, right? So yes. like, and it to put it in context, like, like you said, it's not small finding the keys. So you're you're searching for a while, and if the mini map sucks, like that's what I I remember being frustrated with being lost all the time in the game. Me too. Yeah. And it's- and the other thing that frustrated me, you mentioned it, like the shooting's really hard, but it, there was no like there was no two thumbsticks when this game came out. Like people oh, are, you know, some, some of the audience might not realize this. Like when you're playing on the N64, there is a huge handicap playing shooters, like first person shooters on consoles back then. Yeah. Versus like a keyboard and mouse on the computer. And even then I think keyboard and mouse shooters were also just keyboard shooters. There wasn't like uh X and Y access and then a Z access yeah. with the mouse. Like I'm pretty sure it was all just like, it was a pain in the butt. And, uh, I remember in this, like there'd be dudes on platforms and shit like that, and you'd want to shoot them down off the platform. So you'd go up on the C pad and try to like time it so that your guy was like arcing his head up and aiming up. And there's no like aim down sights. So you're like arcing from the hip up, trying to like catch a guy off this platform, and you're firing bullets above his head, below him. Like you're just basically like till you got the minigun and you could just hold down the trigger and Yeah. Well, even even the Xbox version, I found the hitboxes just fucked. Like they mm-hmm. were, they were. Sometimes it felt like these enemies were were massive, and then other times it was like I can't hit one of these fucking guys to save my well, goddamn life. The guys who charge you with the axe staff thing, I found like I'd come around a corner and get just obliterated by those guys because I couldn't hit them. The, like, it the was fu- just those fucking laser guys were the ones that fucked me because they take so much health. When they hit yeah. you, and I was like, fuck. So I, and, and you mentioned the controls. Like, I'd be remiss. We have to mention this. So I picked up the Nintendo 64 version today just to play it for like 20 minutes because I've been playing it on Xbox. I think I got to level six on Xbox. And I, and I got to the point where I was just getting, uh, well, fuck it. We'll get there because that's where my that's, biggest gripe that's is. That's really good, though. Oh, fuck. Yeah, thank you. I'll fucking get there because I have a lot to. Oh, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna try not to get Shaylee's sleeping across the hall, so I don't want to go angry at him. So you might get subdued angry at him, but no, he's fucking in there, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> but like, I was playing the actual 64 version, and and I'm not saying I know how to make a game like this control because again, with the 64, you don't have the dual analogs, like you said. It's been so long since I played a game like this. So you're you're like the the your left hand is is holding the the analog stick in the middle, and, and with that and the trigger and with that you're looking around but then to move forward backward or straight left and right you use the c buttons so you had to use the analog stick to like point to look up or down but then push the c button up to move it was i think that's how it hand i'll turn it on right now and fucking do it while i'm doing this yeah i, I so don't like, remember using would... controls that fucky maybe golden eye was like that and i don't remember Gold, but golden eye is like that too golden eye is like that too but you could aim your gun 
So like right. you could hold a button down and then you'd right, have an right. aimer and make the cross. And then your yeah. So then your analog stick became a like a up down left right, right. aiming right. as opposed to moving your character forward backward and turning him. Right. So like on this, it was your analog stick was forward backward and then would turn you. And your C pad, your yellow buttons, that's what would straight oh. from side to side or look you up and down. Look up and fuck, that's so like fucking... pitch you up and down. Yeah, it was so bad. Fucking, I, and oh. I'm pretty sure that's how Goldeneye was, and it was frustrating. It was only frustrating once you had played Quake on the computer or or like uh, what was it Half Life? Like I think Quake and Half Life came out pretty close to each other. But For... once you played one of those games with a keyboard and mouse. To go back to like the N64 analog controller, the way the like controller with the C pad and the analog, it was like torture. And right. then Halo comes out and all of a sudden it's like, well, see, now I'm analog just sticks are pretty good. I'm just okay. First of all, agreed. But for me, it was Halo because I didn't do PC. <laughs> but I used to play GoldenEye, play Perfect Dark. I was like, this is fine. And then once I played Halo with two analogs, which took me, I remember the first time I played Halo and I was like, this is fucking stupid. I have two, I have to use two joysticks to move. This will never work. And then like yeah. 20 minutes later, I'm like, oh my God, this works. This is insane. Yeah. Um, so, so I just, smooth. I just brought up the Turok manual and I, I never, I never mean to be like the, well, that guy, but th this, so this is what it was. At least maybe I think there were different control schemes where you could go through, but I just brought it up and, and yeah, it was the C buttons to move up, down, like forward, backwards and strafe. And then the analog stick looked up, down, left, right. And that's oh, why I, I found I, it so weird because I was like, that's, I'm not used to this, but I, th I, and, I might've switched it around then. Yeah. Maybe there was a way to swap it. I'm not sure, but I, 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 cause everyone was telling me the controls were fucky. And as soon as I picked it up on my 64 and started playing it, I was like, oh yeah, this is fucky. What is this? But again, yeah, and I, like, I could be mixing up golden eyes controls. Yeah. I could be mixing up the golden yeah, eye controllers with this. They're too. all shit. I'm sorry. I know a lot of people love the 64. I loved it when growing up with it too. And listen, No Mercy in Mario Kart is still great. Diddy Cog Racing is great. There's a lot of 64 games that I just have no time for anymore. And like well, they and make a, me fucking a, crazy. Well, and, and like as far as the you know hardware limitations, like a, this is a stepping stone too. Like you wouldn't have an Xbox controller if Nintendo didn't develop the sure 64 thing. controller. No question. Yeah. So, you know, no like question. a game like Turok, I give it that, uh, you know, grace of being dated, right? Yeah, It's from totally. a time where... Totally. You know. and, and and I'll say, I'll go as far as to say that, like, at the end of the day when we score this, I'm not even going to really ding it for the controls. Because while I do think the controls are fucking weird, it's the Nintendo 64 controller. That controller, I think we all owe the Nintendo 64 controller a debt of gratitude because I think it inspired all the other companies, Nintendo included, to make good controllers. We went from yeah, the 64 I mean, controller to the GameCube. Like, fuck. Oh, that yeah. is huge, huge stuff. That's, that's the ugly duckling becoming the swan or whatever the fuck happened to right. that bird. It's insanity. So uh, I still want to I still want to get into the weapons. I want to get into the fog, of course. I want to get into the difficulty, these fucking giant maps. Uh, we've been just rambling incoherently for almost 26 minutes. I really need a drink oh, of water. So let's take a quick break here. We're we'll gonna drink of water, we'll reset, we'll let the sponsors do their thing so I can keep the bills on, and then we'll come back and mock Turok a little bit more. 
Look, we've all been there. You're on your computer, you're plugging away at a project or a video or a podcast, and then somehow you lose your work. The computer crashes, you drop your phone on the delete key, your hard drive isn't terraformed or whatever it is, hey, lightning strikes the transmitter, doesn't matter. Bottom line, your work is gone and it's devastating, which is why you need backup, literally, in the form of Crash Plan. They're offering a free trial of their computer backup services and some special deals, all for the hot dogs at CrashPlan.com slash RTG. Crash Plan is the ultimate computer backup service. Whether you're just a solo internet renegade like myself, or you run a business with a bunch of people all click-clacking away, Crash Plan hangs out in the background while you work, and every 15 minutes, they encrypt and backup all the files on your computer that have changed in that time. So if your computer decides to jerk you around and they do and you lose your work a backup is waiting for you and it's not a backup from yesterday it's a backup from the last 15 minutes come on now that's that's pretty sweet and not only are they saving the most recent versions of your work they can back up unlimited versions of your work so it's like a rewind button realize you screwed something up an hour ago just rewind an hour go find an old version of it and you're just like that you're done you're back to the races it's awesome time is money don't waste your day redoing your work in a rage-filled stupor if something goes wrong. Check out Crash Plan, invest in a safety net, and save yourself a ton of time and stress when your computer decides not to play nice. Seems like a no-brainer to me. Go to CrashPlan.com RTG to sign up for a free trial and take advantage of one of their limited-time buy-one-get-one offers for Remember the Game listeners. That's CrashPlan.com RTG. Back up better with Crash Plan. Okay. Uh, okay. So Tyler, I, I want you, what do you, what do you, I feel like I've, I've, I've made fun of the, how large these stupid maps are. I've made fun of the, how weird the fucking controls are. The story makes no sense. Where are you on this? What, what do you, Tyler bring, what, what do you want to talk about? How do you feel about Turok? What do you got? I, so like uh, my, my stance on it, I haven't replayed it. So like I'm sure. going on memory. I watched a little tutorial or playthrough thing. And as well, I was watching, it, was fortunately like, for you, the show is called Remember, so yeah. that's what you're <laughs> Thank doing. Goodness. For, fortunately, it's not analyze the game because analyze. we'd be Adam plays a game for the first time that he should have played yeah. thirty years ago. Yeah, that's what the show has become. Unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> but go ahead. Sorry, what, what do you got? Um, so, like, I remember really enjoying the game. I loved it. I loved the concept of it and I was really big into like alien versus predator. I really liked the idea of like tech arrows and hunting something through a jungle. I think I'd just seen predator probably for the first time right around when this came out. Uh-huh. It, it hit on a bunch of levels, like the aesthetic of it, the, you know, first person shooters were in the fledgling days. I think I'd played like doom quake, Duke Nukem, those kind of, I don't know if I'd played quake yet. I think, like I said, I was just kind of starting to get into PC stuff. Right. So really hit on a lot of levels just because like what other shooters were there? There wasn't, sure. there was GoldenEye and maybe a perfect dark was out by now. Right. Like this was it. Yeah. It was just kind of like a new genre and it's the genre that I've probably played the most. So, um, things I hated though, like you've touched on them. The level design was fucking trash. The mini map, like it was frustrating doing anything. Yeah. I don't, um, I genuinely don't understand. Like, Listen, I'm all for giving the player their money's worth and making the larger levels more exploration. You know, it's like, I'll give you a little bit of extra time, a little bit more to do. But like, dude, the fucking I I think it's like level five and you're in this like this this fucking underground 
temple, whatever. And this dude, this level fucking goes and goes and goes and goes. And I have not found a single key in like 30 minutes. And I'm like, I'm not, the game doesn't need to be over in an hour, but I, I, why are the levels so big? They're so big. It's ridiculous. Uh, sorry, I just, I wanted to just, I fucking, it really makes me angry. I'm sorry. Please continue. I'm sorry. Sorry. Oh, no, I agree. I agree 100%. Like, it's Fuck. needlessly big, needlessly complicated, and there's not a lot of pixel generation, so it is a lot of the same. Like, oh, I that's where you were saying, you know, not having a save card to save the game. Like, I feel like they may have pushed the, what's the 64, 64-bit, right? I feel I like assume. they pushed the cartridge to the limit with you know there's also limited sound effects like there's not a lot of diversity there not a lot of diversity in the music so i feel like visually they put as much into this like it not necessarily in like the most luscious looking game but in the size of the environments that they probably used up all of their memory space i yeah maybe yeah and it seems like a waste to me yeah i mean yeah you you think about some developers like uh the guys who made gears they sacrificed you know certain elements to make it feel more fun right like it doesn't right. feel like they did that in tur tar- uh, can't speak, speak Turok. Right no Turok. I, I, I was gonna say that. tarkov tarkov <laughs> yeah yeah I, no but it I, doesn't I doesn't feel like they did that in Turok. They it feels like they you know put everything into these giant levels that you know probably in the guy's mind's eye like his imagination felt and you know felt really immersive in the sure. time but then you know, well, fast forward. I, I think they were because I think a lot of people, yourself included, I think a lot of people that grew up playing Turok have fond memories of growing up playing Turok. And I'll tell you right now, dude, if I fuck it, if I got in this game when I was like 13, 14 years old, and this was like, this is the new game you got for Christmas. So I hope you like it because this is the one you're playing for the next, you know, fucking six months or whatever. I, I think I would have really enjoyed the giant levels. I would have been like, fuck yeah. Like this, is, there's lots to do. It's going to keep me busy. But I, and I, and that's where I like, I'm very conflicted on what to do with this game. Cause I don't think it's bad enough to say that like it sucks, but I, I don't think it's good enough to say it's good. But I, and I think part of the problem is that, yeah, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of been left behind by games today. I'm like, I don't, it, I don't think it does anything particularly well i think it does a lot of things okay but i'm like the combat is nothing to write home about the levels are too big the story is stupid looking for the keys gets old fast um yeah and and you're right campaigner (laughs) like it doesn't it doesn't even like that's you know that's the success behind batman is his rogues gallery of villains so if you're not going to have like a really um charismatic character and he doesn't have to say anything like the master chief what does he say i'm on it right yeah yeah you know, gonna give their bomb back like the greatest line yeah. ever. But yeah, yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I agree he's with you. Got saying. like three lines in eight games. Yeah, you well, know what and, I mean. But it's yeah. still like a very charismatic character. Totally. Yeah, and it's the same with like Doom guy. You never hear Doom guy say anything, but he has a whole metal, you know, music medley that just incites, you know, badassery. Sure. Right. The Turok, they, the, you know, they didn't. I didn't. I don't think they played up him as a character enough. And then whatever campaigner or whatever the guy's name is, the villain. Yeah. They, there's no real threat from him. Like there's no data. You know, you don't yeah. find like a data pad being like, oh, campaigner's trying to get the chronosphere, chronoceptor, to break the barrier down between our two dimensions, time 
you know, dimension where time flows normally and dimension where there is no such thing as time. That's yeah. dinosaurs and aliens and fucking well, one of the final bosses is a T-Rex with normal sized arms that shoots fucking lasers and has a <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The second last uh, boss fuck. is like <laughs> you see him and you're like, ah, so a T-Rex with full sized arms. I see the threat there. And then he shoots uh, yeah. a fucking laser beam out of his head and you're like, oh, all right. This is I feel like dude, the T-Rex T-Rex arms are like that's nature's way of being like, you need a handicap, sir. They're like, we we have given you every possible advantage, so you will not be able to scratch yourself. Like you're gonna need something. So a T-Rex with full-sized arms, that's game over. That's not even that's not fair. That's cheating. Um I wanted to get back to something you said that I found interesting. I always use this example because I don't know how game development works and I don't want to sound stupider than I do, but like I always use the example of like, it's a pie. When you're making a game, you've got a pie and you're like, all right, well, we're going to 30% of the pie is going to be sound. And then yeah. 40% of the pie is going to be graphics. And then you have to div- div- divvy up that you can't go over hundred percent. You got to divvy up the pie. So if this cartridge is a pie and there's already not enough room in this cartridge for me to fucking save, unless it's because they didn't put a battery in there. I don't know how the fuck that works, but you're right. It, it's the I feel like the game just isn't efficient. And I think a big part of that is these levels are just so ridiculously big. And I and I realized while I was playing the 64 version, the fog, which we need to talk about, that must be like their work. Remember, dude, you were my guest when we covered Spider-Man on the PS1. Yeah, yeah. Years yeah. ago. And you remember when you're going around the city and you're going around the buildings and the, the streets below are just fog? And it's yeah. like, that's like a, that's like a, I assume that's like a dev trick to just be like there. Now we don't have to like render that far. Like, that's the you word only I was have looking so for. Far that, yeah. Yeah. You only have so far that you can see. And that's, that's one of the things like newer games because graphically like, you know, the pixel generation and everything like that, like a lot of newer games aren't looking a lot better than games from the last decade. Right. They've kind of, I I feel anyway, and this, you know, some nerd who actually knows will no, I, I don't disagree okay. with that. Yeah, I don't think they've gotten that much better. Yeah, I agree. No, I think they've plateaued. Like your your lighting only gets so good. Like the Unreal sure. Five engine is a whole other thing. Like around the corner, there's going to be a whole revolution in the next like year, where there's uh, what, there's a game coming out that when the uh, gameplay video came out, people thought it was a body cam. They didn't think it was real, like a video game. They thought it was real. Like they couldn't tell the difference. Right. I couldn't. Yeah, tell the and, and we're going to get. Yeah, we and we'll get there, but. Oh yeah, like agree. next year. Next yeah. year, yeah. we're there. Like we're there already. It's just developers have to make some games. Sure. They have the the hardware now, right? But up until next year, for the last decade, games haven't gotten better. What they have been able to do is like put more pixels on screen. Like right. the render distance increases. You know, yeah, grass with grass texture still looks pretty similar. But when you get up and close to it, you see like, oh no, you can see pieces of do on it's just more detailed right but like at first glance you can't really see it and that was the you know the decade before that was yeah, yeah we put fog everywhere because we can't generate enough pixels to right. cover an entire map as soon as they were able to cover the entire map with textures and everything like that went away that right that trick went away right yeah the the fog thing is interesting because the fog is one of the things people brought up to me the most they're like that fucking fog and when I was playing it on the Xbox version, there was no fog. I could see everything. And I was like, this is, and again, I think that. That would be I... weird. That would look yeah. weird. Personally, I think. Because it's not X... designed to do that. No. And I, and I genuinely think 
that playing the modern remake of it hurt it a little bit because I was like, dude, when you can see everything and I'm playing the, like this just plays like, like, like halo or like uh, doom or fucking whatever. And I'm like, this can't even hold a torch to those games. But when I pick it up on the 64, I get why the fog would be frustrating as fuck. Uh, dude, I got to tell you those giant levels where I already can't find all the fucking keys. And now I need to find them through this fog. That just sounds even more infuriating, but I think the fog almost adds it's it's like it, it adds a little bit to it as well, because I think yeah. the game is designed to be played in that way, like you said. Yeah. It, it like the no, suspense, definitely. right? Like you're you're running and you're like it's foggy and you're like fuck me, I know something's coming, and then all of a sudden a raptor shows up like running through the fog or something like that. I I yeah. actually in my limited time with it on the sixty four, I actually liked it better with the fog. No, um, I, I think the fog is necessary, but it, again, it's because it's how it was designed, right? Yeah, I mean, it was designed yeah. to have that. So it was well, just—I I agree with everything you just said. Just weird. Um, I like the, <laughs> I like the weapons in this game. I like the fact that you can get like the secondary ammo for all of them. I think the, yeah, uh, the like, tech arrows are fucking cool. Like, oh, so, yeah. Uh, favorite favorite weapon? Like, what, what would be your the. Job? the bow and arrow with the tech arrows but it's yeah. my least favorite weapon without them because <laughs> yeah, i'm like i think that's everybody right i was like now because i love a bow and arrow most most games if i give an option to use a bow and arrow over a gun i want to use it like last of us yeah. for example i'm all about that but in this game nice. i'm going up against these fucking guys with like laser guns and grenades and i'm like damn it i missed fuck and then when I'd hit, it wouldn't do anything. Or a raptor's running at me, and I'm like, I'll get you. Damn it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But with a tech arrow, it, it just all of a sudden everything explodes. And I'm like, there you go. Yeah, uh, like so the that's, torque bow. That's, it's, it's like the torque bow from Gears. It yes. feels cool. Yes. You feel badass when you fire that little tech arrow, and it explodes and kills someone. It's like, yep. Yeah, exactly. So, that, that. so that's my pick, is the, the bow and arrow, as long as I have the good arrows. What about you? Mm-hmm. Same, same. Like, I like the tech yeah. bow with the exploding arrows, the tech yeah. arrows or whatever. Thought that yeah. was awesome. It was fire. Um, um, I liked the auto shotgun as well. Like, I'm all about the yes. shotgun. But have it, it was probably one of the first times that I saw, like, a drum-fed shotgun. And I may, I think that's, there's one in Quake as well. But okay. I can't remember. But, and I can't re- like I was saying, I'm pretty sure I played this before Quake because once I went to keyboard and mouse, I was like, oh, this is how shooters are meant to be played. Oh, Christ. Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't. I'm, I tried to not say that. I'm sorry. <laughs> Fuck me. Well, Go I, ahead. You know what? I play a lot of competitive COD, like ranked COD right now. And uh, as soon as I join a match, everybody, oh my God, somebody playing with a keyboard and mouse. Get the fuck out of our lobby. And then when I do well, and I'm not the best on the team ever, but I usually will do like top of the middle or second place on the in the lobby. Right. When I do well, it blows people's minds because they're like, "How are you doing well with a keyboard and mouse?" So like the controller is the popular method okay. of controlling first person shooters. Just on a sidebar, like when I played Half Life last year on my PC with the mouse and keyboard, I actually thoroughly enjoyed shooting with the mouse. It was moving with the keyboard that made me crazy. Like I, I, I was like, I see the appeal of point and click and shooting shit, but I was like, my hand was just constantly in a state of like pain from arching it and trying to push the keys. And that was where I was like, I'm done with this shit. Fuck this. 
But that's I don't want to get yelled at by the PC Master Racers again. So mouse and keyboard if you want. We're uh we're accepting of all lifestyles here. Except Saturnians. You guys are freaks. But everybody else, you're welcome here. Um what were we talking about now? Weapons. Right, the weapons. Yeah, I like that auto shotgun too. Uh, it was pretty yeah. dope. I I actually like the weapons in this game by and large. I just but you know what though, dude? It's the same thing. It just it was like, okay, so now I have a bow and arrow, I have a knife, I've got a, a a pistol, I also have like an automatic rifle, I've got a shotgun, I've got a turbo shotgun or whatever the fuck it is, I have a grenade launcher, and like all these weapons are great, but I just I I I I don't know what it I don't know why I can't put my finger on it. Something about the combat just doesn't feel that good. Like no, the variety feels, of weapons is cool, but Yeah, I think it's because the combat like literally feels um it feels like some of the original video games where it's almost like a not a quick time event but like if you don't step and shoot here exactly that enemy will fuck you up like it just doesn't feel like there's a lot of paths to the combat it feels like it is very much so like oh you stepped around the corner you've seen the guy now you either have to shoot him in the head or he will fucking obliterate you with his machine gun yeah you take like 50 percent of your health damage in one Dude, they they fuck you. And there's no, it doesn't have the like, uh, you know, in a lot of more modern shooters, when you get shot, like one side of the screen glows red or something to tell you like, they're on your right. Like this, this has, this is like, I was, there were a couple of times where I was just getting massacred and I'm like, I feel like I've done a 360 and there's nothing here. And then finally I'm like, oh, there it is. And then you realize, and that brings me to the point I wanted to make the fucking enemies respawn in this game so frequently it's obnoxious it just it just i was like i'm just wasting ammo going into a room because i have to go looking for keys but i can't go looking for keys like get rid of all the enemies that are just eat taking big bites out of my ass but i kill all the enemies and then as soon as i start looking for keys somebody respawns and starts taking another bite out of my fucking ass right my ass has been eaten leave me alone like it was fucking it never stopped Adam Blank, Dinosaur Chow. Ah, am I am I wrong though? Like they respawn no, no, all the time. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And, and it's then, like it's a very quick respawn. And then, like you said, the combat. I'm trying to think of like a way to describe this. Like old games. That's what it feels like. It just it, doesn't yeah. feel. It doesn't feel impactful. It feels like jumping on a Goomba because you know that Goomba is going to be in that exact same spot every time. And, and that, and you know what, and, and and that, to kind of bring this full circle, when I made that comment about how I need a game that's fun at first, but it's less fun every time you play it, that was how I felt, because the first time I played it, I was like, I'm having a great time, I'm killing the enemies and looking for keys, but then every time I would play, I'm like, so wait, is every level just this giant maze where I need to look for three keys while constantly fighting off the same enemies that respawn over and over and over. And the enemies don't drop ammunition, in my opinion, at the pace required to keep up with the constant respawning. Like, it's just... No, no not like, at all. Like, if you if you decide you really like the shotgun, you can't just use the shotgun the whole time. No. Like you actually have to switch between guns and conserve your ammo, like... Which Pretty relentlessly. Which again, I, I have no problem. I've played Resident Evil. I'm I have no problem with playing through a game conserving my ammo, but then stop 
throwing the same waves of enemies at me every two minutes. It felt like, yeah. again, to your point, dude, the inefficiency. They're like, we put we put 80% of our pie into making these giant levels, and now we need to fucking, I don't know, drop three keys in them somewhere that people look for. And then it's like, well, what else do they do? Because the level is fucking empty. I don't know. Just keep having the enemies come back and keep throwing them at them again. And it was like, yeah. I can only shoot these enemies 300 times before I'm like, I'm, I don't want to shoot the, I'm done with this. Like, and I'm not trying to be super hard on this game because I know people like it. I don't hate this game, but these are the things that keep me from loving this game. It yeah, was, you but, know, like. It's what made the game kind of mediocre. Like it just felt like, and I think the devs kind of got blasted for a bunch of shit. And I could be wrong about this because like the game got really good reviews and reception yep. and i remember know, was that. getting like nine nine out of ten or eight eight point five out of ten like was doing stellar yeah but i think there was a whole bunch of like developmental nightmare i wasn't super aware of shit back then but I, for some reason i think there was like stock options the one the one company got bought out midway through development or like to develop the game and i remember that just kind of being a nightmare and that's why there wasn't like a sequel really right away, even though it was, you know, commercially successful and critically successful. Right. And like, I think, you know, the fans liked it. I don't think there was like a, a second game real quick. I can't remember. Yeah, I don't know. But I remember there's something weird where, where, yeah, like the develop, it was, the developer said something funny, like, uh, you try and make a fucking video game then. <laughs> like, oh, something really? like that. <laughs> Like, and again, like, I'm, I'm not, listen, I have played worse games than this. I'm not, I know we've been pretty negative. Like, I don't, I'm not sitting here being like, this game is fucking human shit. And I never want to touch it again. I just, I, 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 I don't know if I've, I don't remember the last time if, if ever I've played a game where I'm literally like every session, it's like the fun I was having went down by like 30%. And it was like the first session I was like, this is, I can't wait to play this again. And then the second time I was like, I was cool. And then the third time I'm like, is this literally all it is? And then the fourth time I'm like, fuck me. This is all it is. Do you know what I mean? It was, and it's like, where's your incentive? Like, I don't want to waste my ammo fighting these respawning enemies. I can't find these fucking keys. Don't even get me started when this game makes me fucking platform in first person because it makes me insane. Um, I just, I, 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 I just got to the point where I was like, I have no interest in playing this anymore. Um, and I, yeah. again, I, I feel bad because I know a lot of people grew up loving it. I think I would have loved it if I owned it as a child. I think I would have loved and, it. But and that's, you got to level six and then gave up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, one thing I do want to give it like all the credit in the fucking world for though, actually a couple of things. I, I want to end on some high notes before we wrap this up. Uh, I got to say some of the best swimming controls I've ever seen in a video game in my life. This yeah, is how like swimming you get, you should get, be done. Yeah, it that was smooth actually. You get like a weird side movement and it feels like your character is treading through the water. Like it doesn't yes. feel like you're just running through the water how you run on land. Like it actually felt like like each pull kind of pulled you to that side a little bit, giving you the like you know how like a lot of modern shooters and stuff like that have head wobble, like head bob. Yeah. So when you're running, it feels like you're running. Like it gives the illusion of like, oh my I'm like, you know, Maybe if you don't play a lot of shooters, it could give you a fucking headache. But yeah, yeah. This this was that, but like way ahead of its time. Sure. 
Yeah, I was I was like I couldn't believe it when I started swimming. I was like, dude, like one of my favorite Nintendo 64 games, period, is Banjo Kazooie. I love that game. But the swimming yeah, okay. in that game can go fuck a cactus. And I turned this on and I was like, dude, this swimming is so much better. I love the swimming in this. So I just and then it's funny, I was playing it on stream and I was like, and massive shout out to this game. No air meter. I can't drown. Literally, as I said it, the air meter popped up. I was like, you, <laughs> you son of a bitch. But I was like, at Cap least it. it's not there right away. It's like, dude, look at this guy, Turok or whatever his name is. And it's like, this guy's probably 6'3". He's got like chiseled abs. He's clearly in phenomenal shape. He should be able to swim for some time before he starts yeah, running yeah. out of air. So I was totally fine with it. I thought the swimming was 10 out of 10. One of my favorite parts of the game, which I, and I hate swimming in video games but i thought it was perfect in this fucking game loved it yeah i, I agree um what what else can we say that's nice oh uh, uh i didn't well, experience it with go ahead oh, i was gonna say it, it is innovative in a stepping stone like that no question whenever yep. we talk about these old games i always like to point out like this game it was like a collage of a couple other games but was one of those stepping stones albeit not like the pivotal you know, like GoldenEye was the pivotal stepping stone from that sure. era. Yeah. And then the next pivotal stepping stone was Halo, like we've established. But like there are two smaller stepping stones leading to Halo, and yeah. that's Perfect Dark and this. And Quake, yeah. but that's like a PC thing. Yeah, that's a fair point. I, I, I'll, I, I'll, I'll, I'll come on board with that, and I'll give it that. It's clearly there's uh, it's walking before other games can run. And I'll yeah. give it credit. And I and I respect my gaming history. I'll, I'll give it that uh, all day. Um, I wanted to ask you because one of the things I know some people brought up that I never uh, tinkered with while I was playing this were the cheat codes, which was such a staple of gaming back then. Did you ever yeah. fart, fart around with the cheat codes in this game? Um, no, not that I can remember. I probably did. Uh, just, uh, but I don't, not to... All right. Not like in uh, GoldenEye where you put like the big heads or the yeah, paintball yeah, yeah. markers or any of that shit. I, so not yeah. to that extent. Okay. I just didn't want anyone to be like, they didn't even brought up the cheat codes. We we brought them up. Neither of us used them. I'm sorry. But apparently there were like codes where you could get like infinity ammo and all the weapons. And I just, yeah, I, I, I love that. For some that reason, era. I think, I think that you could get like big heads and the party thing sure. where it like exploded glitter or whatever. And I might just be, like I said, I might just be mixing up the, uh, the golden eye ones but it's not like you know now you get entire not cheat codes but like uh mods that totally yeah. change the game or change a character i was a big fan of the old like i think of this i think of like conquer's bad fur day south park oh, yeah. which obviously from acclaim dude do you remember in the south park game there was a control scheme that was two rock and it was the blatantly the turok pardon me the turok controls but it was two rock I don't know if you remember that. It was awesome. It was, I just, I don't know, man. Like, and again, like, I guess as we kind of get ready to wrap this up, I think that's, I think what's saving this game from like, if this game, if this, if the 64 version of this didn't exist and this was just like an Xbox game released today, I'd give it like a three out of 10. I'd be like, the fuck yeah. is this? This is a very boring shooter, but there's just like, I, I, I genuinely kind of enjoyed myself playing it on my Nintendo 64. I was like, this is a, uh, this is a this is a forgotten this is not forgotten but this is another era this is a game from another era and i i have a lot of respect for that and a lot of even though i didn't grow up playing it i understand why so many of you that did love it i get that there's 
it's this is a 64 game fucking through and through for better and for worse it is a 64 yeah. game and i i have no i respect that so um can you think of anything else we missed i don't i don't remember the sound being anything to write home about dude some of the no oh uh, what oh i was gonna say no the sound was you know like like i said it wasn't wasn't great yeah, i'm was... i'm always big about music and games and stuff and this isn't one that like no you know like i have the court chrono trigger orchestra i've gone to see like legends of zelda like the live orchestra the edmonton orchestra put that on like you know this wasn't one that if turok the orchestra came around i'm pretty sure they'd sell maybe two seats yeah <laughs> you know it yeah. wouldn't be it wouldn't be a sold out show no question but but if they had a different touring stage show where it was just actors reenacting the death animations for the characters in this game, I would go see that because the death animations in this game are fucking outstanding. Some of them, they just like, and they fall over some of them. I was wasting ammo shooting guys that were dead because it was taking them. Like it was taking them forever to hit the ground. And I'm like, I don't know if you're dead or if you're just getting ready to attack me again. I love there's always, always be safe. Always be safe. Just keep shooting. Yeah, except in a game where you have finite ammo and infinite fucking enemies. <laughs> God damn. Pull the knife out, rock. skin the motherfucker. Ugh. Um that I'm that's like a you just threw out like a million dollar idea though. Can you imagine if someone toured doing the death animations or like fatalities from a game? So like <laughs> you know, like there's there's you know, like the band Guar has like a splash zone, right? So you go to see this metal band and you know, they have like it's all stage show and lots of gore and shit like that, like fake gore. Yeah, but so wait, what's this, the what's first, the splash zone? If you're in the first like five rows, you're yeah. in the splash zone, and so when the band's doing stuff, they'll like shoot fake blood into the audience and shit like that. Like, really? You know, I mean, I mean, like I know oh, I know yeah. of War, but I didn't know they. Yeah, did yeah, that. it's oh, it's a hoot. You wear a white shirt and go in the splash zone, and then your <laughs> oh, white shirt like is a... forever stained. I hate going to concerts because I don't like all no, the noise of <laughs> people. That doesn't sound like a hoot at all. But I but but, but, but imagine this stage show where it's video games. And they're yeah. reenacting like you have, you know, Chung Lee and Liu Kang come on stage and they reenact their deaths and have sure. like, you know, fantastic practical effects and do all these little like, all right, this is, you know, his one fatality. And yeah, I don't yeah. know if you could do that to the extreme, but it'd be funny. Seeing seeing like the Mortal Kombat fatalities in real life would be pretty dope. I'll give you that. Yeah, yeah and I mean, like cool. practical effects are there. They could do something like that. Oh, yeah, be, sure. Be yeah. an interesting stage show. No question. Be like a New York, New York avant-garde nerd show. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Where are you going tonight? Oh, we're going to watch people fucking disembowel each other. And I, I was going for comment. the friendships, but you know. Yeah, yeah the the, 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 <laughs> the, friends, the friendships. Fuck me. Um, all right. Well, this has been uh, this has been a very rambly episode. I think we're both tired. I've enjoyed this. This has been a lot of. Yeah. I've had as much fun. I'm on, recording I'm on a lot of painkillers right now, so I'm just. Oh yeah. Well, you sound much sharper than normal, so I figured you were on yeah. something. Um, I, I, I legitimately had a great time recording this. I hope that people yeah. enjoyed listening to this. I had fun. Um, we got to score this thing. Uh, I mean, do we just take like the cheap ass? Well, it's a 64 game scored out of 64. Have you got a better idea? Sure. Sure. No, uh, no, that's good. Then, uh, as the guests, you have the honors, Tyler out of 64. What score do you want to slap on Turok, the hunter of dinosaurs? 32. Solid 50%. Yeah, that's half. Yeah. Yeah, right. better than I thought it was going to do. Yeah, I don't know. I fucking... The first time I played it, it was like a 55. And then like a 48, 
40, 37, <laughs> 34. Yeah, like it's, I don't know. I'd, I'd probably give it in around like a 40 out of 64. It's like a six out of 10. I was like, I don't think it's anything special, but it's certainly not the worst game I've ever played. Uh, right. It was okay. I just hey, fucking shrink the goddamn maps like 20%. I've never seen any like that was fucking I was like there's there is nothing in these these are I, anyway I've I've ranted about this for like an hour uh yeah, yeah I'll, I'll give it yeah like yeah that's it's good it's it's good I, I admittedly I regret buying it twice fucking memory pack god damn it if anyone wants to buy a Nintendo 64 copy of Turok I have one here and I'm it just make sure you have a memory pack to fucking save on it but uh, it was good. I don't know. I'm. I could have played worse. It, it wasn't the worst game ever. It's fine. Turok, yeah, like Kurt, Turok, that's exactly the, it. Yeah, dude. It's there's. Fine. I just noticed. There's literally an okay in the word Turok. Yeah, it was okay. It's okay. Two. It's Tur okay. Tur okay. Yeah. Dinosaur hunter. <laughs> uh, in my head, that was more clever than it came out. What I said. <laughs> uh, um, all right. I'm. I'm gonna. I'm fucking going to bed. Um, what? And you go take some more of your pills. That's the plan. At a boy, uh, buddy. As always, man, I, I like having you on the show. People seem to like you, so uh, thanks for doing this. As always, I appreciate it. No problem. Anytime. And that's going to do it for this week's episode. Tyler, thank you so much for giving me a call late at night, hopped up on Goof Miles, and uh, for talking Turok Dinosaur Hunter with me. And every single one of you nerds listening to this, whether this was your first episode or maybe your 260th, thank you so much for taking a chance on our stupid little show. I appreciate it more than you'll ever imagine. And listen, if you liked it, leave us a nice review, would you? I don't know what they accomplished, but I see the bad reviews. We don't get very many. And uh, those people are cunts. But but uh, you people that leave us nice reviews are, are awesome, and they make me feel better about myself, and apparently they're good for the show. I'm not sure how, but apparently they are. So leave us a nice review if you enjoyed it, and if you want more of these, oh, patreon.com slash rememberthegame. Subscriptions start at just $3 a month, the price of a shitty cup of coffee, and you have instant access to literally hundreds of bonus podcasts with new ones every week. We have up to four additional podcasts going live every week now, talking about Simpsons, modern video games, something else, whatever I feel like talking about with video games every week. And we also have the Rambling Idiot where I just talk about my life, aliens, computers, sports, whatever the fuck I feel like talking about. So patreon.com slash remember the game. There's tons of other perks over there as well. Uh, I'm on Twitch. Whenever I feel like getting on there, twitch.tv slash remember the game, come by and say hi. I'd really appreciate that. And uh, what else should I plug? We have a P.O. Box. Uh, page, oh, uh, at rememberthegamepodcast.com. You can find it there. Don't send me anything big. Just a letter, a postcard. Say hi. I'll write back. We'll be friends. And on the note of rememberthegamepodcast.com, we're running a sale on our merchandise for the entire month of August to celebrate the fifth anniversary of the show. Use code RTG5 to save 20% on your order. We have some new designs over there. They're fucking awesome. Shout out to my man Joe for designing them. I love it. I hope you like them too. Uh, that's it. I think that's going to do it. I felt like this was a very sloppy episode. I felt like we were just kind of off this week. So I hope y'all enjoyed it. And, uh, if not, well, 
<laughs> next week might not be any better, but that's been my MO for five plus years. Uh, we will be back tomorrow for our Patreons where I will rank every Robot Master in Mega Man 1 through 11. Game Patch will go live on Friday where we'll talk about the biggest news in video games. And then next week we start all over again. Purple Monkey Dishwasher on Monday will be wrapping up Season 1 of The Simpsons. The Rambling Idiot on Tuesday. Remember the game 261. On Wednesday, I'm not quite sure what that's going to be about yet. Something for Expansion Pass on Thursday. You, you, you fucking get it. I'm going to thank some Patreons and leave. Thanks a lot for listening, everybody. Talk to you on the next one. Cheers. So long. Goodbye. Remember the game is brought to you by our Patreons. I could not puke up all the content I turn out every week without all of your support. The following people are at the senior executive vice president level or higher at patreon.com slash remember the game. And as such, I am obligated to thank them. So a huge thank you to... Makeshift Mallow Magic Money, Joe Buck, Sharonic, Andre, The Keegs, James Clark, Dave McGee, Dan of DNA Gaming, Slick Rick, Doug Dorn, Chris Fleury, Andrew Wright, Jordan, Fraser Burns, Angry Ticks, Dave Thompson, No One Cares, Scott Brooks, Aaron Lawson, Nathan Tromblay, A-Town, Morgan, Zane Donovan, Ryan Kinchin, Mike Maloney, G9PSX, Mercury869, Wolfgang Darren, Andy Hudson, Doogie, Wolf Magic 21 Johnny from Virginia, Joel LeBlanc, Squints, Titan420, Zonko504, Jeff Bergeron, Captain N, Daniel, Tunable Power, John Woodruff, Randy Barridge, Just a Fish, Trevor Leahy, Denzalo, Holmes, Zach Shepard, Ballsack Teabagger, Chris Dickin, Frosty Fee 492, Triple, Chugger 22, Elijah Burns, Ray Sam Wontonga, Nova Crane, DBXJ, Jameer Williams, Steve Dalk, Mizuru, Juris Dr. Mario, Phil Lencher, Joe the Sandman, Ruben Elizald, Eric James, Nick Amos, Nick, Jake Carter, Thomas Childs, Biddy, Laces Out Dan, Beaver Boy, C-Spin, Thomas Smith, Nicola, Leroy Westrich, Evolva, Sean Ramos, Stud Still Smash, Gabe, Fuzzy 99, Decoy Man, a dude named Adam, Wyatt the Surgeon who's not a Surgeon Row, Blaine the Hoagie Man, Scary Terry, Storm Beagle, Antonio Echeverria, Hagel Waffle, High Plains Drifter, Esteban Navarro, Kayach, Timothy Joestone, Chris Williams, Roku Saki's Gardener, Nicole Aldena, Cody Richardson, General Fury, Dem Boys on the Roof, Max Lagroom, Current Remember the Game Hall of Famer Mark McHugh, James Juan Francesco, John of the Adult Children Podcast, Franklin Badge, Jugs Bed, okay, Sam Carpenter, Donnie the Dude Walter, Nerdy Hybrid, The Fletchman, Colin Bollinger, Sleeper Hit, Squeak Nuts, Isaiah, Timmy the Exuberant Turtle, Brian Neese, Christian Gabriel, Maverick Marty, Radioactive Man, Musty Beetle, Graham Kennedy, Ah My Foot, John M. Watkins, Timothy Sabrinsky, Beef Dingleberry, Hitchy Poo, Bulma Simp, Chevy Boy 9211, Burt Macklin, Quiet Place Queen, Cam Nelly 23, Christopher Britt, Zamatos, Big the Cat, Chris Lovin, Bobby Litton, Brandon DeZeba, Kia Pop, Knife Goes In, Guts Come Out, A.B. Killen, Works For Me, Dakota Guy, Alexander Camps, Neil Cooper, Thomas, or Tom Houlihan, Ted Explosion, Ryan Perry, Alex R., It's the Bigfoot, Lucas Valadez, Itchy Nutsuru, Mr. Papa Giorgio, Just Car Prank, Solomon Soto, Dark Skywalter, Postman, Westgen, Nick Creature, Adam Martinet, Nafe, The Big Deal, Dr. Nightmare 23, Kevin Monroe, Can't Destroy Her, Shorzy, Because 19, Digital Dave, Lord Longrod, Von Hugendong II, Brian Weber, Frosty Bear, Max Sandin, Sour Goat Face, Alex Ramos, Faded Sufferance, Benjamin Atkins, Robbie DLC, Mellow Yellow 8787, B Money, Hired Goons, Who? It's OG, Tyler Bauer, Fallen Snow Kiku, The Supreme Chozorizo, E-Man Trucker, Mark Sneed, That One Kid Josh, Raging Irish, Atrio Wormwood, Shoeboxers, Adam Blank still hasn't reviewed Mario Galaxy, Jay Callahan, Robbie Air, Guy Who Does Things, Sabin, Brian Richmond, Blobby Rogers, Super Nintendo Chalmers, Glue Scappin, Bula, Adam Blank's Evil Twin, Matt Zeus, Buy Me Bone Stormer, Go To Hell, Plow King, Cesar, Fill Up My Mouth With Farts, Liquor Like Luigi, Robithin, Dick Whittles, Cody Thompson, Preston Dilla, Dylan Tourette, Uncanny, Elephant Cab, Scissor Fist, Big Daddy, Randall, Ryan Whitcomb, Flinny, One, Two, Three, Is Sarah Flynn. Lord Stay Puffed, Johnny Zubu 81, AJ Mukherjee, FR Philip Ramsey, nothing could possibly go wrong, Buck Do, and Alex McIntyre. That was a fucking good one, baby. Boom. Must be the Coke. Thanks, everybody. Take it easy. Cheers.